I feel like every time I quote Sahara, it's against my will. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like a compulsion. It just rises yeah. up from within me. It's just like, oh. Yeah, I feel that way about a lot of things. <laughs> Mostly things that Everything I say is music. against my will. If it were up to me, I would never speak. Yeah. And yet, that's fair. I can't shut up. <laughs> uh, All right. Sustenance. <gasps> okay. Yes. All right. Back up. Time to freaking re record an episode. Yay! Boy. Okay, yeah, everything's working, right? As far as I know. Yeah, you sound great. Be, Do uh, I sound okay? Really devastating if I opened up this audio and it wasn't working. Ugh. Yeah. I'm not sure what I would do about that. <laughs> I would I die. Would, uh, leave the podcast industry. Yeah. Okay. So, I think I think we're good. Are, are, are okay. We're good to I'm good. I don't remember what fun anecdotes I told the first time. So, this will be devoid of fun anecdotes. Let's freaking do this. Um, welcome to the podcast, everyone. And by welcome, I mean welcome back again a second time. Um, because on this special episode of Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, all of our episodes are special. This one is extra special um, in a way that I hate, which is that uh, the first time. <laughs> in the worst way. In the worst possible way, just like me. Um, so uh, the last time that we recorded this episode, I was recording, as I usually do, um, with a real trash pair of uh, Apple headphones. Shout out to Tim Apple. Um, yeah. And the headphones that he On Apple himself. is in charge of. Um, <laughs> I have like four or five pairs of these headphones, and one of them is good. Uh, and the, all the other ones are uh, broken in some way that is not visible on that. They're all identical to the naked yeah. eye. Um, and I thought I was using the good ones, and maybe I was, and maybe the good ones have reached yeah. the end of their good life, and now I have five pairs of trash headphones. No way to Yeah, their week-long life. Yeah, the point of this long and boring story is that the audio, uh, the first time that we recorded this podcast, sucked, and you couldn't hear any of my jokes, and since the whole pod- point of this the best podcast part. Yeah, is for me to tell my jokes, um, and it's not about anything or anyone else, uh, we scrapped that audio and we're re-recording it again. Um, welcome that, back that's how committed we are to telling you what happens in these two episodes of video yeah yeah uh the Pants answer is too committed Ill i am that's yeah. yeah that's how hard i'm willing to work for one single <laughs> tiny drop of dopamine nothing yeah. ever <laughs> um yeah awesome don't tell my therapist <laughs> joe rogan who we're real podcasters okay um <laughs> The point is, uh, this is the second time we've done this. So if it sounds a little stale, if you're like, oh, some of these jokes sound rehearsed, um, it's because I already <laughs> they told are. two weeks yeah. ago. They're still funny, and I expect you to enjoy them to the same yeah. degree. Absolutely. Also, um, I might not tell the same jokes or any jokes because I don't remember what yeah. I said. Because Again, it was two weeks ago. This is going to be a, a rough one. And that's... Ooh. That's fine. Uh, saying that at okay. top is uh, professional of me. Just really low expectations now. Yeah, the bar bottom. The bar lowered. At the floor. Uh, yeah. Cool. Anyway, all that. Great intro. All that to say, I'm super excited um, to talk about <laughs> for the first time this brand new episode. Um, it's actually funny because the first time that we did this pod, I did actually go back and listen to some of the audio. And the very first time oh, yeah. that we did this, this is episode 115, Ready for the Bettys. Uh-huh. Um, and the first joke that I made, which I'll repeat to you now, is, um, are you ready for the buddies? I 
am because I've seen this episode before. Um, and now <laughs> I'm extra ready for the Bettys because I've both seen this episode and recorded a podcast about it already. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. No one's ever been more ready for the Bettys than uh, me right now in this moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, the point is that this episode is called Ready for the Bettys. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's episode 115A. And yeah. this episode <laughs> is fun. It's really something. Yeah. It's really, it, it is. Um, we love a, a musical guest. Um, we love a British accent, especially in these, yeah. this pairing. Um, and we yeah. got both of those in spades. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what that expression means. Whatever. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, I want to start yes. with what I started with last time. Which oh, please is... interrupt me again. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Do you remember what this... it was that you were going to say? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Just listen, listen. I'm listening. I didn't realize that the pause was dramatic. I thought maybe uh, your audio cut out. I was traumatized. It's just because I can't read. Uh, Okay, so this episode, Ready for the Betties, is not rerun on Disney Channel or Disney XD in the United States. That's right. Because... I forgot this one fact. Yeah, there is a real-life band in New York named the Betties, and they they did file a legal claim against uh, Phineas and Ferb. Dan, whoever. Um, against Phineas. So, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Dear Phineas you know. and Ferb. Yeah. Season and <laughs> Yeah. So, there, you can watch them. Like, you can still watch them. They're just not rerun, like, on TV. And they still air in other countries. So, it's, like, such a specific... <laughs> I don't get it, but whatever. Sure. It seems, uh, like, what did they do? Anyway. Are they a British band? No, they're from New York. They're like, oh, okay. like they're they're American. They're based. The first time that you said it, I thought they were British, and I was like, wouldn't they just not oh. it in Britain then? But it's because the no, no. Bettys are British. Yeah, no, these Bettys are I actually. I didn't do that much. <laughs> I didn't actually check. Yeah, no, um, just... the Bettys is like an American uh... slang for like girl, like Bettys, like an old timey. Oh, 50s. you're right. Yeah, like a real sexist, like a real Archie. Oh slang. yeah, it's like calling. Um, yeah. Anyway. I I do think if I was in the Bettys, I would just go like the bowling for soup route and just be like, could I please have a guest spot on Phineas and Ferb? Yeah. Or if I was writing this episode, I would like um... Google the Bettys before. Like if you're writing an episode of TV and you put a fake band in it, do you not just yeah. hop on over to DuckDuckGo yeah. and type in the Bettys band and see if something comes up? I know. And just like it is there's a wikipedia that? entry and everything so they're a real band exactly. so they're a real band uh okay. their first album is hello betty they sure. were in like the 90s from their picture on facebook it looks like they really lean into the like old-timey betty vibe like but... 50s kind of like surfing yeah hmm. i wonder if they're good we should have listened to one of their songs yeah anyway that's all i have great Go ahead. <laughs> uh, now to get into the beginning of this episode. Yeah. So um, we open on uh, Candace uh, experiencing a very teenage girl music obsession. Uh, relatable. Um, yeah. She is obsessed with a band called the Bettys, as we've discussed ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> the, she and Stacy are in Candace's room, which is like fully covered in Betty's merch. Oh, like, yeah. Candace like, has merch money. All of her, all of her decorations have been replaced with Betty yeah items like posters alarm clocks like like everything yeah have we ever seen any of these things before no no um do we ever see them again 
absolutely not don't be no. silly which in fairness after their experience with the bettys i too would burn oh, yeah. my betty radio um <laughs> excuse me my betty boom box uh, my apologies. <laughs> uh anyway the uh boom box announcer is giving just kidding it's a, it's a pretty loud radio show um <laughs> the, the radio announcer it's like a, a drive time radio guy yeah a real uh i can't remember what the zoo zoo radio um is that what it's called like I have never heard that, zoo, but probably. Oh, uh, yeah. And those radio hosts that are like, hey! Um, <laughs> I can't do them. It's not it's, important to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're one second in! Okay, um, the radio announcer <laughs> is uh, on the radio, and he is giving away tickets to the Betty's concert. Um, mm-hmm. He is specifically giving away tickets to the 444 and 4 fourths caller. Uh, which is a joke that I did not understand until I had to write it down in this Google Doc because I'm bad at math and I don't know what fractions are. Um, it's the 445th caller is what that is called. Four fourths is one. one. little math lesson for all of you. Congratulations. Um, we know what you come here for. Uh, it's to learn math, uh, obviously. <laughs> Welcome to MathCast. Anyway, also, uh, that's like a lot of callers. Okay, oh. yeah. Are 445 people calling that radio station? That seems like so many. That especially for just what D- Danville, the tri-state area. Yeah. And like, is it a national? How big is their following? Where are they yeah. going? Yeah. Um, confusing. Know. Anyway, uh, the girls are screaming so loud. Yeah. They're teenage girls, and they love this band. Candace uh, wins tickets to the concert. That she calls. Uh, she also. She, yes. the, it's like a contest to spend a day with the Bettys, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a okay, backstage. Okay. You get to like a whole thing. You get to yeah. uh, go to the Bettys, uh, hang, hang out with them all day, and then go to the Bettys concert, yes. Um, yeah. Candace wins tickets uh, because this family stays winning things. Yeah. Um, not Candace in her personal, emotional life, but in other ways, no. she does win. Physically. Yes, yes, absolutely. She wins. Like, she does that little, what, she goes through the little thing, the little Oh, at the mall? At the mall, the, yeah. To the sing with Phineas and Ferb, yeah. Um, what was the other thing that she won? She won something else later. Oh, I mean, like... Maybe on the Klimpaloon. She does the Klimpaloon oh, voice yeah. for that band on that show. She but, gets to be in the fashion show. That wasn't really winning, but... Yeah. She got singled out. That happens to her twice. She yeah. She gets on the mode, and then that lady who only cares about tall women. Also, oh, yeah. Um, hmm. She just kind of anyway. caught her way into that one. Anyway, the point is, yeah, uh, Candace wins a lot of things, and I feel like she should be happier um but that's yeah. fine. you know uh it's cool anyway <laughs> candace and stacy we cut to them sitting on the stairs i assume it's a different day um and not like a same day radio I, competition thing although honestly I, couldn't tell you yeah, what yeah. do i know candace and stacy are sitting on the stairs they're wearing betty's t-shirts they have like a real cute little little outfits oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. um they're candace is wearing we get like a little yeah. bit of like punk candace she's wearing one of the yeah. little spiked choker necklaces yeah uh i love punk candace goth right? candace, punk candace i love it i think it's so fun yeah um, stacy's got like a beanie on yeah, she's, she's, she's vibing beanie hat. we'll get into what's going on with stacy <laughs> oh yeah uh <laughs> anyway they're sitting on the stairs they're sitting next to a giant photo of, of phineas and verb which is hanging at like knee level because uh, yeah. the way that people hang up photos in this house is weird. They hang a lot it's of them. It's gotta be Linda, right? On the floor. I assume it's Linda. Maybe I mean, it's Lawrence. Maybe it's because he has never hung a photo in his life. He's from the past. He's never seen a photo. Hang photos on the ground. <laughs> anyway, um, a tour bus comes and just picks them up at their house, uh, which is convenient. Yeah. I've never won a spend a day with a band contest. I'm not even sure that that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, 
But I can't imagine that the tour bus for an insanely popular band just drives up into your suburban neighborhood and picks you up. Yeah. But that is what they do. So Candace and Stacey get on the bus. Her parents are like saying goodbye. Phineas <laughs> says to them on their way out, have fun on your journey. Um, yeah. A weird way to say goodbye to someone. Very, yeah. Whatever. Yeah confusing um the doors open and the driver of the bus is like uh, candace like oh or, or stacy's like oh, i bet their driver is like a spaced out rocker which is like first of all if someone is spaced out don't let them drive you anywhere okay <laughs> if someone is visibly inebriated in any way do not let them behind the don't. wheel of a bus or another yeah. motor vehicle it's an important lesson for you to know you're a 15 year old girl anyway yeah. uh the joke is that the driver is an accountant named dennis um <laughs> yeah you're real square uh, which okay i guess in that's a reference to the spice girls movie i said this the first time but i still haven't seen that movie uh they had <laughs> a bus driver the spice girls movie in the interim in the two weeks yeah mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah you're not committed to i guess their driver was like a square named dennis but sure you know why not yeah uh, they also have a mascot that's a pig, um, yeah. which apparently, according to surveys, is what teenage girls love. Sure. Sure. Um, which, like, I, listen, I don't know that I would want to hang out with a pig on a bus. I think, um, <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> maybe a pig, uh, in a, on a farm, or a small, yeah. a, a small pig. I don't know. Anyway, point is. Did I tell you one time, sorry, you can cut this out. One no. time on my mission... No, we we knocked on this door, and this guy opened it, and it was like just a full size pig next to him, just like walking around. His house was like a new construction; like this neighborhood was like not yeah. not in the middle of nowhere, um, not on a, a farm by any means. Yeah. And he was like, "What's up?" And we were oh both like, uh, "We have some questions." Like, we had a thing to say to you, but now but most now... of what I want to talk about is this pig. <laughs> Um, anyway <laughs> great conversation starter a pig oh yeah wow. yeah so you get it all right you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't not like it um anyway sorry i I'm <laughs> sorry to really distract <laughs> you but <laughs> really just threw me off my whole rhythm uh, uh the, bus. the girls get on the bus they're on the bus um they get on there and they see that it's like a giant mess it's just like a a disaster it's also um, just giant this bus is the size is, of six houses it is it is very large it's a, a large bus which okay speaking of which have you seen that tiktok of that girl who's like listen um if you think it's silly that i think that we live in a simulation riddle me this she doesn't <laughs> say that um <laughs> she she's like uh how does uh my car that i can reach the other side of with my arm fit in the yeah. same lane as a bus that has two or three seats and an aisle and two or three other seats yeah it's like a full room i don't I'm know like, that's a good question it's because we're living in a simulation oh absolutely it's i totally agree the matrix anyway they're on an absurdly large bus even for a cartoon in a simulated world uh it's a restaurant booth inside there um on one side and then there's like yeah 600 square feet it's nicer than my first apartment anyway the bus is a giant mess because I assume that no one prepared the Bettys. No one told them that they were having guests today. Um, it definitely seems like that. It really does seem like that based on like how they respond to these girls. It also, Which, hear yeah. me out. It also maybe seems like someone did tell me that. They seem like the kind of people to forget immediately or not care. True. They seem very involved in their own 
thing. Yeah. Also, I'm like, you're clearly like a band, like a pretty big deal with a band if you're like touring the United States. Yeah. Radios are giving away. You have a lot of merch for a band. Um, right. I feel like you could pretty easily, like Dennis doesn't hire like a regular bus cleaner for you. Like you don't, right? there's no one to do that job. I don't know. Whatever they do, um, what they do is immediately start hazing Candace and Stacy because um, they come in. Candace and Stacy are like super excited. They're like fangirling out. They're like, oh my gosh, we love you. You're where you're, you're our favorite band in the world. Uh, and the Bettys are rude to them. They're yeah. very mean. Just blatantly. Uh, it's uh, upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the Bettys immediately look at the girls are like oh my gosh uh we're so excited to see you and the Bettys are like yeah um great <laughs> they're like do you want to help us write a song and the girls are like yeah absolutely we would love that and they're like okay you could help us by cleaning up the bus yeah um, and Candace and Stacy because they have like fangirl goggles on are like yes absolutely we'd love to do that so they start cleaning the bus M- manipulative uh bad anyway yeah. Um, Obviously. Back to Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb are like deciding what to build that day. Um, mm-hmm. They're going through uh, some quote blueprints. I put blueprints yeah. in quotes for the following reasons. What they're actually <laughs> looking at is coloring book pages on blue paper that Phineas has made and then labeled in like large handwriting. Um, some real pie in the sky pitches from Phineas. Okay, He's like yeah. really shooting his shot knowing full well that Ferb will have to do whatever insane thing they pick. Yeah. All of the work. Ferb will be doing all the engineering. The things that Phineas has in mind for their day's activity are escalator to the moon, sure, mm-hmm. um, become secret agents, or mm-hmm. clone giant hamsters. Uh, yeah. Which is fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever. They're, sure. they're choosing a, a coloring book page to do. Um, <laughs> Phineas asks where Perry is, and then and then Phineas does the thing that we've been saying that he would do for 15 episodes. Yeah. By which I mean, he leans against a button that they put in an extremely obvious place in the tree that Phineas and Ferb spend all of their time next to. Yeah. And he gets sucked into a secret hideout. Yeah. Because they put the button on a tree. We've been saying this. At, okay. For like months. at level, like kid level, yes, like hand at level. Child hand not level. Up at in the tree, 10 year old lean right there. level. Yeah. As if they don't have thousands of hours of video footage of Phineas leaning against that very tree. Right. Alka. Um, anyway, actually, specifically, Carl. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phineas is like, oh, wow, a secret lair. Um, Phineas does not notice that it is platypus-themed. Um, yeah, Phineas which makes sense. Exactly zero critical thinking for this entire episode. Yeah. And I mean and zero. For his whole life, kind of. I mean, yes, for his whole life. It's but, worse yeah. than this specific. This is a, a, Absolutely. a blatant he really is checked out. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, in Perry's lair, I also wanted to point out. So they de- they go down into Perry's lair and they're like, oh, cool. Phineas assumes that Ferb built all of this. Sure. Which um, is fair. Ferb always does all the work. He really he could does. easily do this. He could he, easily run Alka. He probably is running Alka. We just don't know about That's it. Um, anyway. Uh, he's actually do... running the larger organization. Yeah. He's the yeah. director of Alka, capital O. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, anyway, they do a little pan around Perry's lair to, like, show around inside of it. And mm-hmm. in Perry's lair, there's a, a dunk tank uh, with a ladder going into it that has, like, a, a little screen. Um, which is funny because, like, I was like, all right, like, Perry's, like, a semi-aquatic mammal. Like, maybe sometimes he wants to hang out, like, underwater or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside the dunk tank is, like, a little drink with an umbrella. 
which was just very funny to me that he has like a little tropical drink inside his dunk tank underwater, just oh, ready for when he is ready to relax. Out. And also, like, you can't have a drink underwater. It's all thing. Anyway, yeah. Um, also, can you like use a straw if you have a duck bill? These are the questions. That's a great question. <laughs> um, also, apparently, there's just a particle disruptor in there. Uh, I'm concerned about Alka having particle disruptor technology. I think Perry took that so they wouldn't have it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that, he stole was, that. that was in the main headquarters. And then Perry yeah. was like, I'm Perry's guarding that. Put this here. Anyway, Phineas assumes that Fur built all of this and also that the entire world revolves around him, which if I was Phineas, I would also think that because nothing oh, bad yeah. has ever happened to him and the world Easily. does kind of revolve around him, which yeah. in defense of uh, the people who created these characters, Dan, I'm talking to you, uh, they do retcon a scientific explanation for that in Milo Murphy's Law, which I find very funny. That's um, true. We won't get into sure. it because uh, we will be covering Milo's Murphy's Law oh. in 2026 once we've covered all the episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Absolutely. We when we're 45. Uh, okay. Anyway, they're in the lair. Monochrome comes on screen and is not looking at them. So he doesn't see that it's Phineas and Ferb. He's just staring at a clipboard um, and mm -hmm. not looking up. He's also giving the most half-baked briefing of all time. Even for Monochrome, this Even, is yeah. He's it's like, bad. do French words is uh, bad. That's yeah. what he did. Um, yeah. And then it like zooms out. I think uh, we see like a full shot of him, and he's not wearing uh, pants. Yeah, because he like uh, he looks up, he sees the boys, he's like, oh no. Um, and then we like see the full shot of him against the backdrop. Yeah, he's just in boxers, and I'm like, someone, yep. no one's reported him to HR for this. That's a that's a problem. We know they have HR. Yeah. It, you it should comes up. wear pants to the office. I'm not yeah. like, a fan usually of corporate America, but some rules are important. <laughs> are good because we live in a society. Anyway, yeah. um, they're like the boys take the hover jet, the little Harry the platypus hover jet, and they leave to go do their little. They're like we're on a or Phineas is like we're on a mission, and then monograms like Perry, go get the boys. They're not covered by our insurance policy. Um, yeah, which is funny. <laughs> and then as they're cutting away, we hear Monogram go, oh, and where are you going, Mr. The Boys Will Never Find a Tree Tunnel? <laughs> uh, talking to Carl, because yeah. it absolutely makes sense that Carl has been responsible for these entrances, because these entrances oh, yeah. suck. They're um, terrible. In Carl's defense, he's not getting paid, so fair enough. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, Phineas and Ferb are flying through the air in their little hover jet. Um, on the hover jet, there's three buttons on the dash. Uh, the three <laughs> buttons are for laser beam, magnet ray, and cup holder. Yay! Um, <laughs> is like, you really thought of everything, Ferb, which, first of all, insulting. Ferb uh, would have thought of more things. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Second of all, I was like, it, Phineas doesn't listen to anyone at all. Yeah. Ever. Like, he's really just, he keeps interrupting. Ferb keeps being like, I didn't right? do it. And Ferb's like, or Phineas is like, shut up. This is my, this is the best day I've ever had. Yeah. Like, literally, like, he never listens to anyone, but like, it's just blatant interruption. Just cutting yeah. him off. Which every I was like, we all think that Ferb doesn't talk like by choice or whatever, but yeah. I'm like, maybe it's because Phineas won't stop interrupting him. Like, oh, maybe absolutely. after the first couple of years, Ferb was like, okay, I'm done sharing my opinion. Right? Phineas whatever. literally cannot shut up. He can't. Uh, which, like, I've, it's relatable. I understand. Like I get but also, it. Yeah. Like, he's your brother. Like, try harder. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, on the bus, Candace and Stacy have cleaned up the entire bus. Uh, yeah. Um, and the Bettys are like, okay, well, next up, uh, you get to shred all of our fan mail. 
<laughs> which is this is just like real so this is a lot of hits in a row I especially know. for candace um so the buddies are like here's all our fan mail here's the shredder get to work and while they're going through it candace finds her own fan letter which actually i think stacy finds it. okay <laughs> yeah stacy finds it and she goes aha get a load of this one and hands yeah. it to candace as if she can't see candace's name on a the envelope and b yeah. the letter oh stacy stacy uh unreal um yeah so candace finds her own letter and she's like they didn't even read it and then they like keep shredding all the fan mail and i'm just like girl yeah. at what point um but then candace sees the boys outside the window in their hovercraft and she's like oh wow and then stacy just convinces her that she's delusional just gaslights um, her right into the ground gaslights her right out of that uh vision anyway yeah um <laughs> just into the ground uh <laughs> we cut to perry so um perry gets to doofenshmirtz's like cave fortress because mm-hmm. doofenshmirtz has a cave fortress yeah. uh and there's like this funny bit where when perry gets there he just hears monogram's voice like echoing yeah. in his head i guess <laughs> like monogram it's just like stop doofenshmirtz protect the boys 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 it's, <laughs> it's funny um, but I was just yeah. like, is that just how Perry thinks? Like he just hears monograms like vague just direct echoing echoing dramatically in his head. Whatever. It's a um, bummer. <laughs> it just wakes him up at no night. No wonder he's, he's like, so <gasps> serious all the time. Yeah. 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 He's stressed out too. Um okay. Doofushwords walks in uh with a grilled cheese that he I assume made, and Perry immediately wrecks <laughs> both him yeah. and the grilled cheese. Uh <laughs> he like slams it out of his hand, which seems mean. Um and right. then, like, no preamble. Doof didn't do anything yet. Uh, and then Perry yeah. grabs him by the nose and swings him around to, like, Hulk smash him onto the ground. Yeah, just immediately chooses violence. It's so aggressive. Like, I get that the boys are technically in danger, but, like, Doof didn't kidnap them. They ran off on their own. Like, come on. Right? Well, anyway. Also, hear me out. Like, I know Doof is, like, a villain, but he's not, like, out to, like harm children yeah also he wasn't holding a gun he had a grilled yeah, cheese a grilled cheese sandwich it's you know perry's having a, a bad day that's fair and that's fine um anyway we're back on the bus the girls finish shredding the fan mail they bring it back to the bettys and then the betty with the craziest british accent uh they yeah. all have british accents i don't think any of the accents are real although i didn't look it up um yeah but this accent is like barely british and also incomprehensible yeah in a way that i won't mimic but also can't describe so it's great for an (laughs) audio medium you're welcome everyone um anyway she tells them that the outside of the bus is dirty too uh and so we hard cut to the girls hanging on the outside of the bus and cleaning it off um which, first of all, is uh, an exact uh, replica of that scene in Flushed Away where she makes him hang off the side <laughs> of the boat and scrape off barnacles. Yeah. Um, underrated film, Flushed Away. Really? Oh, yeah. I should have watched Flushed Away since the last time I recorded this podcast. I've talked about it to 14 people. Have I watched it? No. <laughs> no. Um, but Not it's, once. We're getting there. Anyway, the it's girls are hanging on the outside of the bus, cleaning it off. They're also not, like, in harnesses of any kind. They're just in yeah, ropes it's like a rope. that are, like, yeah. tied to the ceiling of the bus. I don't know. I guess. Just, just ropes. Straight up ropes. Um, and a semi comes and almost kills them. Yeah. Okay, uh, also, 
sorry to interrupt this no. the like truck that goes by is uh that folding mattress company the amazing oh. folding mattress thing that like doofenshmirtz falls on one of their trucks and gets visual stuck gags. trapped mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. the continuity is is real amazing folding it's a good joke listen if you have a good joke yeah. you, you keep using you it just, um, yeah go for it <laughs> uh anyway candace uh points out it's at this point at this point um candace yeah looking at stacy and she's like i think that the buddies might be taking advantage of us uh since we are hanging outside of a bus going full speed connected by just a rope um and yeah then they almost uh die and, and stacy's like i don't know uh what you're talking about because Stacy is uh, real zoned out and maybe uh, took like a lot of edibles before she came on this. Uh, I'm basing that on her, her beanie and just how she reacts to everything happening around her. She's sure. not as quick on the uptake as the usual sharp Stacy that we know. Um, this is not the Stacy who connected several entertainment systems and got it down to one remote oh, in an no. evening. No, this is a, a, a looser Stacy. Um, anyway. So Candace is like, yeah. ah, I think uh, maybe you're, we're being uh, bullied. And Stacey's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, um, cut back to Doof. Uh, Doofenshmirtz is in his cave. Um, he's fighting Perry with an automatic tennis ball server, which he just yeah. has. Uh, like it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. I, it it's, doesn't. Because, I mean, like, yeah. Is there a, a plot? What is his plan? <laughs> it's true. It's not very clear. It's not clear at all. Anyway he's he's shooting tennis balls at perry um one of the balls hits the the destructinator which is the anator that's at play here um and it starts counting down from 30 so the the premise of the destructinator if it wasn't clear from the name is that it will just destroy whatever it shoots it's just a big a big gun yeah, it's just a yeah just a big laser gun that's fair anyway it starts counting down from 30 um and it's at this point that our hero phineas um <laughs> just strolls into the cave with uh, yep. the laissez-faire of someone who lives in that cave. Um, he is screaming yeah. the commentary that uh, he has about uh, this setup um, because he's the worst secret agent of all time. Um, yeah, like he knows that the point is to be secret agents. Right. He supposedly drew up the blueprints, which why would you even need blueprints for pretending yeah, secret agents? I he pitched this idea is my point. Yeah. And like, maybe he's never seen uh, any movie. Um, maybe. But uh, he's doing a bad job. He's, he's yelling. Yeah. He's not like, exercising stealth in any way. Um, yeah. The people who are exercising stealth are Perry and Doofenshmirtz who are hiding yeah. in a closet, uh, which this cave has, because um, it's like a, a three-bedroom ranch cave that has it's a walk-in definitely, closet. Yeah, more expensive than I could ever afford. Like a custodial closet. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah I, it is also part of a real estate empire that continues to <laughs> tax representatives everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot the name of people who do taxes. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's been a listen. This is the second episode we recorded today, and the second time we recorded this episode, and I'm you're doing great, exhausted. Okay, uh, so anyway, Perry and Doof are hiding in a cave. Phineas is, uh, I don't know what Phineas is doing, he's wandering around, yeah. Um, and we're the cuts are getting faster, the tension is building. We know what's gonna happen. The destructionator is counting down from 30. Phineas apparently does not clock that when anything is counting down from 30, it's bad, especially if you're a secret agent. That's like, yeah, the, the number one rule of secret agenting is right? when things are counting down, it's bad. You don't want the things to finish counting down, it's always bad, yeah. It's never like your popcorn's done, it's always like 
the world someone's gonna die yeah, yeah exactly the ocean evaporated whatever um uh can you know that famous uh, bond villain who evaporated the ocean <laughs> i think it was actually the opposite isn't there a bond villain who wanted to flood the entire earth? i don't know i, I haven't seen know. a james bond movie maybe ever, ever? yeah uh, <laughs> so the point is we cut back to Candace and Stacy. So they go back in um, and Candace attempts uh, to set a boundary. So they're mm -hmm. like, actually, what they do is they go back in. And before that, they're like, we finished cleaning the outside of the bus, which I was like, why did you finish cleaning it? Yeah. <laughs> After your near death experience and deciding that you were clearly being uh, taken advantage of, you're like, but we're already out here. Get <laughs> me another rag. Oh, Crazy. Anyway, um, the... They're like, we finished cleaning the bus. And the buddies are like, great. We have a special surprise for you. Um, you get to clean the toilets. And I was like, are you guys actually monsters? Like, yes. what? You guys are so horrible. This is like a 70s social experiment where you're just like seeing how Ooh. far you can push these teenage girls. Yeah. In the meanest possible way. Anyway, also, when she's saying this to them, she says special surprise, and she uses literal air quotes, like she does it with yeah. her hands, and I was like, did you not pick up on- Stacey does it. It goes right over No, her. yeah. Because, again, she <laughs> she's is gone. high as a kite for this trip. Um, I think she <laughs> actually doesn't like the Bettys, that she's just supporting Candace, but she's like, there's no way I'm going to get through this uh, sober. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Candace, to her credit, does stand up for herself. She's like, listen, yeah. all right? She puts her foot down and she's like, I am tired of this behavior. This is unacceptable. Okay. We're your fans. We support you financially and emotionally. And you should treat us better than this. And I was like, go. Yeah. Kids. I know. If only you were capable of this level of confidence in any other area. At of any other life. time. Yeah. Anytime Jeremy was in a room, just throwing examples out there. Yeah. Anyway, so Candace is like, stop it. And they're like, oh, you're right. They sort of half-heartedly apologize. They sing a song about how they're sorry. Um, they start singing a song. And actually, we discussed this earlier. But, like, yeah, they are writing a song because um, they've been, like, struggling. The, the, the premise, ostensibly, is that they've been struggling to write a new song for the show that they're doing tonight. Right? Yeah. They're on, on their the bus way. on a way to a show. And they're like, we need to write a song for this show. Uh, which is bonkers for two reasons. One is that we know from precedence from the last episode, from the, the yeah, whatever, the love handle episode, that apparently bands, it's normal for bands to just rent out a giant theater auditorium, sell 10,000 tickets, uh, and then get up on stage and play one song and then go yeah. home. Which and is it. Uh, the most disrespectful thing I can think of doing um, yeah. as a musician. And also like, how many songs do you have? Like, you're just playing a different song at every venue? Like, do you sell CDs also, with one song on them? Right. People aren't going to concerts to hear songs they don't know. That's not No, that's work. the worst part. Everyone hates that at concerts. When people get up and they're like, I'm singing something from my new album. People are like, boo. Yeah. Sing the song I love. Uh, that's correct. Um, right. Anyway. So, it's also, okay, sorry to interrupt again. This brings yeah. up another point, which is that they're just driving through the mountains yeah. the whole time I like about that like they just are... the mountains well, where are they going there's no destination also i don't know like... how they got to the mountains yeah i assumed the show was in danville but it's far away they're on like a three-hour bus trip and they're in the middle of nowhere yeah they're on like yeah a mountain like windy, a windy yeah. mountain road insane yeah that's concerning 
is it like a stage in the woods like are they going do they have cell reception are they being kidnapped yeah what the frick is happening so scary also can you take a giant bus on those roads feels like i don't think so i've been on those roads i'm pretty sure you can't you can barely take a car yeah that's true although i mean sometimes like rvs go on there but their bus is gigantic right it anyway. comes back to the bus car thing. <laughs> it really does. That's a simulation. Uh, anyway, so they're writing a song apparently to perform in three hours when they get to their venue, uh, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, anyway, so they're like, they start writing. They're like, get inspired. And they write a little fun song about being the Bettys. Uh, mm-hmm. And Candace like helps them with her little, her musical talent. And they're like, we did it. We wrote the song. Um <laughs> Anyway, back to Phineas and Ferb. They're in the cave. They're literally about to die because Phineas is incapable of observing his surroundings. Um, yeah. Once again, his he's the downfall of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ray gun goes off because, again, Phineas does not clock that things counting down to zero is bad. You failed this mission. You're bad at being yeah. a secret. Not to yeah. pile on to Phineas, but like, come on. Uh, I don't yeah. know what he's doing in this episode. Uh, he's treating it like a walking tour of a how like he's like wow look at that interesting i'm like phineas what are you doing right right um anyway the ray gun destroys a bridge that the betty betty's bus is uh hurtling towards um just takes out a whole mountain bridge uh the driver yeah. uh passes out dennis he, he faints yeah yeah that seems like a medical issue that you shouldn't have if you're a bus driver if you're a bus driver yeah um, and then the bus hits a rock question mark which um like rocks the bus and launches candace into the driver's seat where her seatbelt miraculously buckles itself because it's a kid show and then the autopilot is stuck the, the bus is on autopilot because that's a thing that buses have and yeah. use yeah um and also the sure. brakes aren't working and i was like you guys that's... didn't like take this bus into the shop once before you drove a bunch of people around it like you right? should be tra- the maintenance of it someone dropped the ball and should get fired oh yeah um, it doesn't matter because all this is leading up to the incredible line the betty brake broke uh <laughs> she like, pulls the e-brake and it comes out and it's a yeah. very uh me thermopolis moment anyway uh the bus starts careening towards the bridge despite the fact that it's going uphill it's somehow still an emergency um they're like gonna crash off this cliff where the bridge used to be um and the boys can see this from the cave because it's like high up so they get in the hovercraft they're like we gotta go save candace phineas says yeah. and i was like yeah it's your fault that candace is in danger because you know <laughs> right? yeah Anyway, so they end the hovercraft. Um, and the Bettys see that they're going to die, and they start freaking out. That's fair. Um, that which is fair, I guess. They are technically the adults in this situation. There's oh, two that's true. teenage girls <laughs> in their bus, but whatever. Um, yeah. Perry pushes the ray gun off a cliff uh, to destroy it, and then he follows the boys. He is driving, like, a weird, like, pool floaty something that like flies also it's a it's a confusing vehicle that he has yeah. but he's he's out he's doing it um doofenshmirtz is inside the cave he's tied up perry apparently like hog tied him um and the <laughs> tennis ball launcher is shooting a endless supply of mops into doofenshmirtz's mouth yeah uh which first of all why does he have questions. 40 mops uh he asks that question out loud and i was like you yeah this isn't this your cave what are, yeah what? um Maybe and also renting like, maybe sometimes he does it's a Larry and me (laughs) (laughs) stop okay um (laughs) i'm proud of that okay i stand i'm actually i'm actually gonna go uh so (laughs) anyway um 
he also like refuses to just like shimmy slightly to the side like he's tied up but i'm like you could just scoot over so that you stop you getting just hit lay down in the face yeah true just flat <sighs> whatever anyway he's getting hit in the face a lot of mops all his teeth are gone he's dead um the bus drives off the cliff oh no um yeah. Yeah. And then Phineas is like, we're coming, Candace. And I was like, sir, it's too late. They've driven off the cliff. Right. Um, and then we get this moment where Phineas's like casualness really just comes to a head. Uh he goes, they're careening down. So the bus is careening off the cliff. It's in the yeah. air. It's yeah. Looney Tunes falling down. It's happening. Um, and Phineas and Ferb are in the hovercraft. And they're uh, also following it, but they're, like, not quite fast enough. And Phineas, who's in the driver's seat, turns to Ferb and goes, Agent F, activate the magnet ray. Yeah. Um, Which is a crazy thing to say because, first of all, Agent F, like, (laughs) that's three times as many syllables as Ferb. And also, like, don't be cute. Your sister's about to die. Right? Like, Uh, this is a matter of seconds. Like, also, you have no time. Like, both of you are in a tiny little hovercraft, and all of the buttons are within reaching distance of both oh, of yeah. your arms. Like, Easily. just reach out and hit the button. You don't need to turn to your brother and issue an order. Like, we're not respecting the chain of command. Time is of the essence. Right. The bus is in pieces at the bottom of a canyon. Yeah. Anyway, I found that infuriating. Um, the boys, it keep, is. So yeah. Agent F activates the magnet ray. Um, and the boys uh, magnet up the bus with the hovercraft. But because the hovercraft is a toy for a platypus and the bus is a giant <laughs> bus, uh, the biggest bus <laughs> in the world, uh, it's too heavy. Yeah. Um, and also it's been falling for 20 minutes uh, because this is Spy Kids 2. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're like, oh, no, we've slowed its descent, but we can't pull it back up. It's also like that part in Sky High when he has to go catch the whole school. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody remember Sky High. Everybody go watch Ooh. Sky High. It's a perfect Honestly. film. No notes. Um, anyway, uh, Perry flies down there in his little pool floaty. And um, the pool floaty also has Inspector Gadget arms, and it, it lifts up <laughs> yeah. the bus. So he helps the boys. He lifts up the bus so that they can save uh, Candace and the Bettys and Stacey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Phineas uh, has his eyes closed. <laughs> Go yeah. back to Phineas in the hovercraft and he's like, ah, my eyes are closed. Yeah. Um, and then Phineas is like, Ferb, you designed this thing. And he goes, can you give me, give me any more power? Yeah. Uh, which is a, a reference. I think it's a reference to Star Trek, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. I, 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 I wrote that in my notes the first time. And then I was like, I don't remember if we confirmed that it was a Star Trek reference. <laughs> we did. But I'm Star proud Trek that reference. I got that reference without looking it up. I didn't look it up because I assumed I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a Star Trek reference, as any idiot would know. Um, <laughs> anyway, he doesn't, he doesn't wait for Ferb to answer. Um, nor does Ferb uh, give him any more power. The, the point is that they save they save uh, the bus. They pull it yeah. back up. They drop him on the other side of the bridge. And then I have to assume, right? Because here's the situation. They've saved a bus. Yeah. But the bridge is still missing. Okay? Yeah. So a, a crucial piece of infrastructure on a windy mountain road is gone. Yeah. And I assume that off screen someone called the city or county or whatever jurisdiction is responsible for this bridge and was like, hey. There's a bridge broken. There's a bridge out let the let the cars know so that no more cars go careening off right? this cliff yeah come close um, the road because the uh phineas and ferb if anything are always concerned about civilian casualties <laughs> yeah. their no. body count is higher Their death than count, the yeah. avengers uh, 
anyway, I hope that that happened. Um, I hope that the village on the other side of that bridge continued getting deliveries of food because that might be the only route to their town. Kind of seems like it. And bridges take a long time to build. That's like a big Especially deal. that one's over like, like a yeah gigantic like a 700 foot bridge yeah it was tall it's, anyway it's like grand canyon uh bridge aside um the boys fly home but they get like they're flying home and they, yeah. they get like uh, tractor beamed or whatever uh yeah. they don't look around to see who's tractor beaming them um but perry has him in the tractor beam and because he's had a long freaking day and because yeah. the boys are causing him more problems than ever before, he just dumps them into his boat. Just yeah, turns the hovercraft over. <laughs> he just flips it over. We're not even 100% sure that he looked where he was dropping them. Oh, uh, I doubt it. I mean, I he's wouldn't. a professional. He would never murder a child. Uh, uh... And he does technically love Phineas and Ferb, but I understand his frustration. Anyway, uh, he dumps them into Isabella's pool. Um, yeah. And Phineas... Uh, gets up he does a sean connery impression isabella's like uh yeah. what are you guys doing in my pool also like there's no way that isabella didn't see that entire thing happen right like how high right? were they that isabella didn't clock the two ufos above her house dropping her friends into her pool maybe she probably yeah. already knows about it. Okay, whatever oh yeah um anyway so uh yeah she's like what are you guys doing and phineas does his little sean connery impression and that's weird and then um yeah Linda is like, uh, we, we see Linda in her house and she's like, wow, uh, I love when I don't have to talk to my daughter all day. It's so relaxing. Um, yeah. And not have to interact <laughs> with my child. Uh, and the boys walk back in um, and they're dripping wet. Um, and uh, Ferb tries one last time to explain to Phineas what's happened. Because yeah. Phineas is like, we, Ferb built this whole thing. He's secret agents. Ferb, Ferb, Ferb. And Ferb is like, yeah. it wasn't me uh, and then he gets interrupted again and he just like yeah. frustratedly walks away and i was like same for yeah he goes i give up and i was like yeah that's fair yeah like do you know how angry Ferb has to be to express an emotion come on like he's <laughs> it's a problem yeah it's oh gosh poor Ferb. um poor Ferb. the weight of the world on his his little shoulders <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> then uh we conclude at the buddy concert um so we're at this giant stadium, uh, presumably in the mountains. I don't know. Um, yeah. And the Bettys introduce Candace. They don't introduce Stacy at first, which seems uh, rude. Um, but they're like, this is Candace, our biggest fan, who also saved all of our lives. Which, like, if a band said that live at a show, I'd be like, cool, uh, tell us the rest of that story. Like, especially right? if I no longer want to hear the song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you have time. Saved all of your lives. Be more specific. Yeah. Anyway, and then they, they play the one song that they're apparently going to uh, sing at this thing. Um, yeah. This is also the point at which we learn that the Betty's names are Missy, Tink, and Crash. Uh, yeah. One of those is sort of a name. Yeah. The other two are not even close. Yeah. Anyway, they sing <laughs> also, their Betty song. It's fun. Sorry. Uh, the Betty singing voice is also the voice of, is also the singing voice of Vanessa and Linda. Oh yeah, that's right. Same person. That girl sings all singing, the but... hottest Phineas and Ferb songs. Yeah, just straight She's up doing the most. An album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. That's, all. that's um, it. Yeah. That's ready for the buddies. Yep. Also, yeah. I don't know how they got 
their brakes still didn't work like when they jumped oh, yeah, on the other side true. of the road. So did they drive the rest I'm of like, the way with faulty I don't brakes? Understand just like called happened. an Uber to the mountain. I guess. Oh, anyway. That's a great point. Maybe Dennis woke up and was like, oh, they're actually not broken. You're just not that smart. You just don't know how to drive because you're a child. Yeah. I could be too. Anyway. Alright. Anyway. Mm. Are we ready for 115B? Yes. Great. Uh, Cool. Great. Okay. Alright, everybody. 115B. Be British. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the last one was uh, British also. <laughs> Be for Betty's. No way. <laughs> No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this is 115B, The Flying Fishmonger. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing start with that title. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm intrigued. So this one, right? I love the alliteration. Um, that's all I have to say. Can't, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Grandpa, we open on their table. Grandpa Reg, which is Ferbs, Lawrence's dad, Ferbs' grandpa. Yeah. It's that guy. Oh, that's biologically. Like, um, I like, British, okay. British so their British grandparents are visiting. Um, Grandpa Reg sitting at the table. He's like telling stories. Um, mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. finishing up telling them about how he defeated tigers in the Amazon. Yeah. Incredible. Real grandpa stories. Like real. Right? I think I like, in, my, oh, yeah. in my notes I have, our grandpa would tell these kinds of stories. The difference is that our grandpa would be lying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just going to say that. I was like, uh, I'm sure that our grandfather would say something like that, but it was not true. He has done a lot of crazy things in his life, but to hear That's him tell it, uh, true. they're all somehow even more extreme than... Uh, yeah, than there's no way. And also he's uh, less culpable in any danger that he might have encountered. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, so... He's telling them that story. Um, they're like, Candace wants to go to the mall with because her grandma wants to buy her some new clothes. She's like, oh, yeah, great. I'll be in the... She does this bit where she just goes, I'll be in the... And she, like, runs really fast in her, like, yeah. little ghost steam. Like says, car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, yeah. Remember the movie Looney Tunes back in action? Sorry. Girl, I, just, I think, I think, I think about, about that way too much. On this podcast. Um, because it's That's like fair. It's one of those movies that like I know I know it wasn't good and it's also one that I don't think a lot of people saw and so when I mention it in casual yeah. conversation people look at me like I'm crazy which is but it fair also, it takes up so much of my brain it's responsible for like a disproportionate percentage of my personality right which explains a lot but the point is that um, I think about it every day and yeah like I think about that movie more than I want to yeah like I've Again, never been willingly frequently i'm like this is just like that time in the looney tunes back in action yeah anyway yeah just thought Uh, for no reason at all good (laughs) sorry uh no we love that um but anyway yeah so she does that bit so they're lawrence and linda and the grandma whose name i don't know yet uh, go to the mall with candace Mm -hmm. Uh, but phineas and ferb are like can we just stay here and listen to grandpa reg's stories and they're like yeah sure whatever Cool. So <laughs> Grandpa Reg pulls out a scrapbook. Um, which I guess he a, brought with him in his carry on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, never once have I been. Listen, cloud. I know. I am a chronic overpacker, but never once have I packed a scrapbook. <laughs> have I brought a scrapbook of my life. on a family vacation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, it's like filled with 
so yeah he starts showing them pictures it like cuts to he's he was like a famous stirred up a motorcycle he like jumped over a bunch of stuff he yeah. like started really the evil can evil of regency england yeah exactly <laughs> which sure 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 uh wow. he like at one point jumped over the queen of england which i was like oh okay yeah that's um, something that they uh, would allow yeah for sure for sure yeah. maybe she was cooler back then maybe um it was i don't know how old maybe yeah queen elizabeth's only been queen for 200 years so right just kidding also he also oh go ahead no i was just gonna he like uh says all this in like a really thick british accent and phineas at the end just goes translation and ferb goes when he was young he did a bunch of stuff (laughs) yeah that's maybe ferb is still mad from the last episode and that is valid uh, I was gonna say about that. They do a little montage of him doing all these jumps, and they like oh, went yeah. a little too hard with the like vintage film effect on this montage. Yeah. Like I respect a visual effect. Like do the sepia, whatever. We get it. We understand. Sure. Well, so it's a cartoon. There's a lot of like grain and a lot of like those flippy like film yeah. kind of disruptions. And I was like, it's too much. I'm dizzy. I know. And I'm like, it wasn't 1910. Yeah. Like. <laughs> What? Grandpa Reggie's not immortal. Like, this is the know. first movie ever made. Uh, yeah, yeah it is. This is a, a it does. It's like part. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, silent film. I'm like, okay, buddies. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. So, yeah. He was, then tells them that his final jump was supposed to be at McGregor's Gorge. Some, you know, gorge. Sure. Uh, and that he, like, did this whole thing he hired a band they made him an anthem they go to the event they play the anthem it starts like it's raining he can't do the jump so they try again the next week but it was still raining so they try again the next week still raining he gives up yeah uh sure that's a mood he also i relate to this story personally because as you know my curse is that I'm in charge of family home evening activities every week. Yeah. Every Monday. And despite the fact that it is the hottest summer literally ever, <laughs> I assume, I haven't looked at the numbers, it's freaking hot and sunny yeah. every day. Um, it has rained every Monday for 18 <laughs> straight weeks. Oh, no. I'm like, I just want to play one single game of water balloon volleyball. It's my white yeah. whale. It's <laughs> all i want in life and yet uh, every monday it's like thunderstorms at exactly 7 p.m <laughs> so I, I this spoke to me uh, what i'm saying on an emotional level i understood this frustration that he had yeah that's fair anyway just uh, a little peek into my life uh and the kind of problems that i have uh, yeah harder than anyone else's <laughs> it's yeah you really you have it the toughest uh-huh. um yeah, so he like, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> and Grandpa Reg. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Grandpa Reg is like really sad that he could never do his jump, but uh, he's like, now I, you know, I wish I could do it, but he has like all these like trick knee and he lists seven other things that's wrong with him, which is fair because, you know, yeah. Also uh, relatable. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and then he goes, plus, uh, I see that your mom turned my old motorcycle the holy mackerel into a lamp and it just (laughs) pans over to like a wall with nothing but this you know fully sized motorcycle just a straight up motorcycle and there's just like a lamp inside like just sticking out of the top like it's not even like crafted it's just like it's just glued to the top yeah i like to imagine that when you turn the lamp on it like starts the engine of the motorcycle like it's like a diesel fueled lamp and it's like like, (laughs) 
garlic in their living room. <laughs> I love that. Anytime the lamp is on. Yeah. Linda went to like a lamp building class, but she only went for a week because she got bored. Because <laughs> she um, picked another hobby. Yeah. But yeah. Cool, anyway. Cool. cool. Um, yeah. So he's like, I could never. Um, Phineas and Ferb tell Phineas tells Ferb that he knows what they're gonna do today and decides that they're all going to recreate Reg's dream. They're gonna dig a gorge in their backyard, sure, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and jump it. So that's fine. So meanwhile, uh Phineas per- Perry is seen in his lair. Carl appears on the screen and is starts telling him that Major Monogram is unable to do his little briefing today because he has a back injury. And yeah. like we see Major Monogram or hear him like laying on the ground. I'm like, dude, why are you here? Yeah, go home or go, go to home. a hospital. What are you doing? Right? Like if you I can't know. stand Maybe up. Has terrible health insurance, but like Ooh, minimum you should terrible. be on your couch with a heating pad. Watching right he has a good. wife oh, like he yeah. does have a wife that's right not, i'm not saying that time. the point of wives is to take care of their husbands but it's nice yeah, to have like, like he has yeah. someone around yeah yeah, um, yeah exactly anyway uh so like carl's gonna do the briefing so he like starts and then major monogram goes don't forget the close-up and he <laughs> zooms yeah. in so far on his own glasses it's like just carl. his eye yeah, awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, also, so then he like starts telling Perry that Doofenshmirtz has purchased a bunch of quote unquote suspicious items, he but the things, that. yeah, the thing that he lists is like bags of sand and extra long shoelaces. Yeah, I was like, listen, like I know your whole point is to keep an eye on these people, but that seems like a like a bit much. Like, are you just watching his Amazon and? Right, sending Perry every day based on nothing, like also like bags, bags of sand. sand. Yeah, that's like maybe he's like just being ready in case of a flood. Like maybe right? there's a lot of uses for bags. Maybe of he's sand. building a sandbox. Yeah. Anyway, maybe he's making some glass. I don't know just, what else he does. Yeah, I don't know either. I couldn't think of anything. Uh, <laughs> just feels kind of judgy. Okay. Yeah, characterizing it as suspicious is profiling. Um, yeah, and absolutely. also not really a good use of your time, Alka. Yeah, or resources. Uh, anyway, yeah. So then Perry's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, so he <laughs> leaves. He goes to stop Doctor Doofenshmirtz, and Monogram asks Carl. He goes, "We like hand me my pills." I was like, "Yeah, Monogram, what are those pills?" Go and your house, yeah, right. Yeah. Also, yeah, you need wait, to leave. How did, how did he even get there? I okay. assume Carl drove him. Yeah, probably. Uh, Carl, pick me up. Yeah. Or maybe he lives there. Maybe he's sleeping on that couch because oh. his wife can't come out. And that's why he has back problems and why he that's won't true. go home. That's probably true. Solved it. I'd kick him out too. Honestly, um, yeah. It's because he kept going to work without pants on. Yeah. That's why he never wears pants. Yeah, because he's like, I'm at home. This is my living room. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, cool. So someone check in on Major Monogram. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so we cut to the backyard of Phineas and Ferb. They built McGregor's Gorge, fixed up the motorcycle. They also added sidecars because they go, as much as we want to help you, we really want to jump the gorge. Yeah, this is actually about us. For us. I was like, yeah. I get that, 
a little anyway yeah. also phineas they like go over like they're like we added all this fun stuff to the motorcycle he's like we added like yeah. lumbar support or whatever and i'm like I'm oh pretty yeah sure that your grandpa's main concern about getting back into the motorcycle at the age of 107 was that he didn't want to like careen into a gorge and like die right? a horrible fiery death and it wasn't like not enough lumbar support but like, oh of you anyway yeah, yeah that's fair very nice of them um and we do find out later they had kind of a backup plan, not a very good one, but you know, no. what are you, what are you going to do? They're nine. Uh, anyway, so now we cut to the mall. Candace, oh, her grandma's name is Winifred. I forgot. Winifred. I sure. Winifred also, wait, okay, before that. Yeah. Doesn't Isabella oh, come and talk to them in their backyard after they oh. built the gorge? Yes. And she's it's only like. important oh, because she comes up and she brought Perry a toy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot this part last time too. Which, yeah, geez, Mara is important. I know. She, it's like a throwaway line. No, she shows up and she's like, "I brought Perry this toy." Which at first I was like, "Oh, that's adorable! Like, what a cute." I mean, like obviously it's yeah. a, a, a premise just to see um, Phineas. Phineas. But then I was like, "It's actually not cute because I assume that there's a hidden camera inside of that toy." Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that she's placing in um, Phineas and Ferb's house. Because she's prevailing them, she's as we know. Like I, yeah. I know. I know, Isabella. Anyway, uh, sorry. Please continue with what you were saying. No, that's fair. That's a good point. And Isabella is part of a surveillance state. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. So, yeah. So then they're at the mall, though. And, yeah, Candace and her grandma, Lawrence, Linda, you know, they're all shopping for Candace. They're shopping at a store that, like, only sells British clothing. I can't remember what it's called. It's called Hail Britannia. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, it's, like, by British clothing, it's just, like, something like the queen would wear. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just like, like, the big hats. Clothing, yeah. Something a Which governess is like, might put on. Anyway, this is very, I don't know, this is kind of, I'm not from Britain, but if I was, I might be a little offended. <laughs> be offended. Anyway. Here's the thing, though. Doesn't, I think Candace might buy that outfit, because later on, when she does <gasps> that old British thing for Jeremy, right. isn't she wearing that exact same pants? She totally is. So that oh. makes it into her closet. All right. Good for you, Candace. Trying new things. Um, it also looks a little bit, sorry, exactly no, like the uh, cute tweed, pink tweed pantsuit, very 2000s, that um, mm. Mia wears in the beginning of <gasps> Princess Diaries 2 when she oh. meets Chris Pratt for the second time and stomps You're on his right. We love to see that. Just a little fashion moment, and I literally will never not take an opportunity to bring up Princess Diaries 2. Um, Good. Favorite As you movie. should. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, and as it should be like, everyone's this, favorite. This movie. entire episode is me just being like, hey, remember that great movie uh from 15 years ago? <laughs> that's and that's what our fans come for. That's what I come for. Like I love being um, reminded of mid-2000s Chris Pratt. Don't was, we all? It was a good time. I'm not uh, Chris okay. Also, isn't that Chris Pine? Sorry. Pine. I was like oh. I don't an know infinitely superior this. Chris. Imagine, can you imagine oh, yeah. if Chris <gasps> Pratt had the audacity to ruin Princess Diaries two with his presence? I, I can't because I refuse to imagine. <sighs> My that. most sincere apologies to Chris Pine. Um, yeah, I would never, never I'll send a, a fruit basket. Put Chris Pratt on the same level as you. Yeah. Um. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh. Yeah. So she does get it, but okay. But like right then. <laughs> So she's like trying on this outfit she doesn't like and Jeremy comes in for 0.3 seconds just enough yeah. to see Candace in her outfit be really awkward 
and be like, I gotta go. I'm gonna leave. That's like all of Jeremy's interactions with Candace. He I always know. just like shows up at the most embarrassing point of the episode and he's like, hey, I don't really care about this. And then bounces. And then leaves. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, oh what I strive God. for. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Candace gets a call from Stacy because Stacy is like, and either was walking by or i think she asked stacy to go check on face and firm yeah because uh, she has like spidey senses she's like i oh, have yeah. a feeling the ground was just broken in my backyard yeah <laughs> i need you to go Incredible. check it out um oh, but yeah so she does that and then so stacy goes and checks tells candace who tells her parents that face and firm built a giant gorge in the backyard obviously mm-hmm. don't believe her right. which is fair we cut to perry arriving at Dr. Jimmons versus Lair, which, like, is some abandoned building, but he does this really funny bit where he's, like, sneaking around and there's, like, secret ancient music. Yeah, and then he, Doof just goes, oh, just come in! And he, like, <laughs> walks in the building and he traps he's him with flypaper or whatever. Yeah. I know, it was so funny. Uh, he also, yeah, he traps him with one square foot of flypaper that Perry yeah. just walks onto, and I was like, oh, I was, like, gosh. <sighs> anyway. Like, we all get it. We all know how the game yeah. is played. Right. He walks in, he gets trapped, and then Doofenshmirtz just launches into his little backstory about uh, a bully from his childhood named Boris. Yeah. Uh, big, big Boris. Big, yeah. Big Black Boots Boris. Uh, Which was like a name that you would give to a kid named Boris that you were bullying. Like, I have questions right? about Boris's complicity in these. Did he choose that thing. name? Mostly because it's stretched out over so much time. Like I was entering this backstory. So you, sorry, you tell the backstory. I'll, I'll come in. Oh, okay. Okay. So the back, yeah, the backstory is everywhere that Doofenshmirtz goes, Boris kicks sand in his face. Like that's the whole thing. Just like mm-hmm. he lists all these events, like whatever. And then it like starts as a kid though, like at school, like in the sandbox. And then it goes into like adulthood. Yeah. And he's like doing my taxes. For reference. Let me pull up the okay. backstory timeline. Um, because I entered this. So, yeah, Big Black Boots Boris. Uh, so the ones that he lists are Sandbox, which he looks like he's like five or six. He's a child in the Sandbox, yeah, right? Yeah. Really in Jerusalem. And then he's like first date. And he looks like he's in his like teens or early 20s. Like he looks pretty right? old. Like we've jumped pretty far. But he's also still in Jerusalem. So theoretically, it's before he left for America, which mm-hmm. I think we will find out later was at the age of like 18 or 17 or something i don't know anyway um his first date in drizzle scene and then balancing his checkbook which he's just like a full adult and in some version of his lair so like he's he's a grown-up in that (laughs) so yeah yeah, it spans several decades and is confusing about location (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i don't know but i was just like yeah it's yeah yeah as backstory Uh... wrench into the time right or else boris is just really committed to this bit yeah which you know whatever but um at some point it becomes like assault though anyway yeah if you're you know kicking (laughs) sand on another if you're an adult kicking sand on another adult yeah that's like you have some other stuff that you need to work yeah so anyway he like so different words has created a who's crying now anator sure um which will kick sand into he finds out that boris has just moved to the tri-state area Yes. And so it's going to kick sand into Boris's house. Like a lot. It's going to bury uh, Boris's house. Yeah. In sand. Like the bucket's like 700 gigantic. metric tons of sand. Yeah. And a boot the size of the moon. And he's like, I'm going to get him <laughs> yeah. back. And he's like, okay. It was sand, but go on. Yeah. 
Sure. We respect um, a highly specific and very petty plan. Okay. We do. I we do. Care about like people two. who have never right. walked Plus, me. He's like working through his childhood trauma. I get that. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's not we, fine like, actually also, to work through your trauma by I mean, kicking yeah, sand on other people. To be clear, not I'm not fine. a therapist. I don't think that's a healthy coping mechanism. Yeah. However, we understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and I feel like at this point we like kind of are making progress with his like therapy and backstories. Like we see more of those and less of the like takeover slash just do whatever he wants. Like some of these have no point, but definitely Yeah, that's true. I don't, I, know. Reason, I don't know. I wonder if it's just looking at it's like a forest for the trees kind of thing. But I really oh, when we yeah. started this, I was like, Oh, I get what his plans are about and like, yeah, since I season know. one he hasn't really had any clear goals. But I right? assume those developed later on yeah so, that we do have this is, yeah three this is more nice seasons, to have a backstory so. and a clear motivation for yeah um so we cut from that to candace who they're like she's trying to drag him home she sees this tv and it's uh doing some advertisement for the like gorge thing sure. um she drags linda over but it changes to a commercial for gorgeous pore cream and linda linda goes to the to her daughter uh honey your pores aren't that big yeah wow linda stays wrecking candace i she cannot stop i'm just like linda did you have a terrible relationship with your own mom like why are you acting like this i know it's it's incredible yeah uh anyway so they cut from that Tiffany and Ferb and Uncle Red or Grandpa Reg, they're about to jump the gorge. Uh, they've got Isabel and the Fireside Girls there to play the anthem. One yeah. of them committed I, mad respect for whoever has to play the bagpipes. They're really, oh, yeah. really there. Also, Isabel um, is in uniform. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. For most of those. So that's good. They start playing the anthem. It starts to rain. Reg is really sad. Can't jump the gorge. Phineas tells the Fireside Girls they can stop, and then the rain stops. He tells them to play it again. The rain starts again. They realize the anthem is so dreary it's causing it to rain. Sure. Causing it to rain. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, incredible. And then they go, they're like, okay, guys, let's kick it up a notch or whatever. Yeah. And they start their own anthem with like this like prepared gospel choir. Yeah. They, uh, they had street music for that. Also, they yeah. already had a gospel choir there. There. Yeah. Like just on deck, you know, in yeah. case. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Which is, they did a great job, though. They like, did. It's a, the good, it's a good song. A banger. It's also yeah. mostly just them roasting their grandpa. That's true. Most of the verses are just like, how <laughs> funny is it that this man <laughs> is decrepit? <laughs> uh, but it's a jazzy beat, yeah. and we love yeah, it. We love that. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem yeah. offended. Right? He seems fine. So <laughs> they start to jump the gorge, but they just, like, fall, like, right... <laughs> Yeah, so immediately before plummet. they're supposed to land yeah which yeah. is fair so a lot of plummeting in these episodes just a lot of falling into gorgeous etc uh yeah that's true uh yeah so fur presses a button the holy mackerel sprouts wings somehow i don't know this bugged me they were like going over perpendicular to the gorge but somehow when they they sprout their wings they're now parallel they're just they did a little 90 degrees i guess but sure. so they go out of the gorge I look like a Wright brother. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Same. Uh, so they fly super far off, though. They land on a train. They go into a river. Ferb they takes do the, the whole doctor to make a ski. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Finally, they get back to the ramp. They land safely on their side. Whatever. Reg's uh, dream is fulfilled. Yeah. 
Also, the whole time they're doing this, some like little newsies child is doing an extra oh, yeah. extra bit, like he's doing newspapers oh. for every iteration of Update. their demise, yeah. which is funny as a bit, but also like I, I don't understand how the extra extra bit has survived this long. Like it's been I, yeah. a long time since we had like children on the street with like soot covered cheeks selling newspapers. I'm not even and sure of like the legitimacy of that. Like I'm sure I mean, maybe, but they're to working, the actually it is uh, one of the origins of like labor rights is like the, oh, the kids, the newspaper kids. Newspapers. That's good. Yeah, because they were one of the first groups to unionize. Or good for them. Not even formally unionize, but establish collective Just bargaining. Like, yeah, like newspaper monopolies. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's an interesting story that we don't have time to get into on this yeah, okay. podcast specifically. Okay. However, my point is that the extra extra bit as a as a staple of television and movies has somehow outlasted print media itself <laughs> like we're still yeah. doing that bit even though like kids born in 2000 don't know what a newspaper is <laughs> right and i don't understand why uh, it seems like a weird thing to have that like it has legs apparently it's it's a really good uh, right great cultural touchstone i don't yeah, know I guess. I, who knows anyway whatever Look i mean they the kind of made it funny i feel like they kind of like they kind of riffed on it because they he like he's an does, updated version of the bit yeah yeah um, it, he like can't keep up with what they're doing he's like yeah. by the end he's like extra extra i give up yeah anyway it's soft yeah. it's funny i, I it's chuckled good, yeah. i enjoyed it i was just mm-hmm. like oh what a weird bit from 1800 that we <laughs> are still doing for some reason still going for <laughs> yeah uh so all the the group returns from shopping candace is like running to the backyard sees the gorge yeah runs off off to get her mom cut to doofenshmirtz he's like over his bully's house which is right across the street uh question mark yeah big black boots boris lives next door to isabella yeah (laughs) right across the street from penny's sure yeah coincidence probably yeah a hundred percent yes (laughs) (laughs) for Uh, plot reasons it's yeah true. uh so Mertz presses the button to kick the sand into boris's house perry who has escaped by pulling off like he just like steps out of his like feet and reveals yeah, he has tube socks on little, yeah platypus yeah it's like a Shaped. you know it's feet? like the they're the face and verb have those helmets that look like the oh, hair yeah. helmets yeah, yeah it's like helmets. that uh-huh. a good bit uh anyway so in Which his actually, little socks Sorry, oh, that's yeah. a bit from the podcast we just did, and I forgot to, I didn't mention it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. next episode, just remember that. <laughs> when you're like, why didn't they mention the hair helmet visual gag? It's because we already talked about it. We recorded 17 podcasts today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. Sorry. No, it's you're okay. Like, breaking the fourth wall there. <laughs> I know you guys come here for a, an unshattered illusion that we're professionals <laughs> to know what we're doing, but you know, we're in like minute 116 of talking about pennies and fur. Did they spend this much time writing the episode? Probably not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. So he like interferes, knocks the controller away, uh, which is the only way to stop it. So the robot shoe kicks the bucket, sends the sand like flying, but just some wind like pushes a it back on Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that's Rough. undeserved. All right. Like uh, when you go to eat like a powdered sugar donut, we actually breathe in oh, a bunch of powdered yes! sugar. That's exactly what it's like. World. And then you uh, cough and then you expel powdered sugar then, all over yeah, everything everywhere. within a half mile radius. Oh, geez. That's the exact experience. Um, <sighs> I get it, buddy. Yeah. 
So his like the robotic boot thing disconnects. It falls down on the dump trucks that are just parked in the driveway that mm-hmm. had the mud in them. Yeah, the mud. In four dump trucks. The the mud from yeah, an entire yeah. from giant national park sized gorge. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it it flies up, refills the gorge, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone's leaving. Reg, Grandpa Reg is like, oh, but can we hear the old anthem one last time? The fireside girls go for it as they're leaving. The rain, it rains. Grass grows? That's not how grass works. Whatever. Um, the grass grows immediately as soon as it starts raining. You didn't know this about no grass? seeds, yeah. I am a plant From biologist. Just and, dirt. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Candace brings Linda back and she's like, oh, you're right. The yard looks great. Yeah. yeah. It's all weeded and watered. I was like, uh, okay. Sure. Anyway, Reg is Reg like says thanks, but he does this whole long thing in his British accent, and uh, Phineas looks at Ferb, and Ferb just goes, "Yeah, I have no idea." (laughs) (laughs) Incredible, and Uh, uh, that's where we leave off. Yeah, that's the end. Oh, one thing that I did want to point out this is my last note. Uh, When Phineas calls the girls back for the last rendition of the song, Mm -hmm. Isabel's back out of her uniform. She's back in her pink dress. Which brings me to my two theories. One is that uh, it's a reversible outfit. It's the dress on one side and Ooh. the uniform on the other side. Yeah. Maybe. Better theory, Isabella secretly has a twin sister. One of them is a oh. fireside girl. One of them is obsessed with Phineas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my theory. We'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think I did bring this up last night. Where, like, because remember when they split Candace in two and one of her was obsessed with? Oh, yeah, that's true. We did talk because it's like a, a trope. Yeah. But it also makes sense because sometimes Isabella is like very cold and like doesn't care. Yeah. She's doing. like, whatever, we're Other doing our own thing. like, all I care about is Phineas. Yeah. I don't think this theory true. actually holds up, but it is interesting. Mm, yeah. Maybe it's a reverse club. I don't know. Maybe she's just really great at changing clothes really fast. Maybe yeah. she went to Sky High and she passed her quick change class with flying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's like another good Isabella would crush at Sky High. Oh, she yeah. might yeah. be like the Voldemort of Sky High. There's really no right? way to know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's flying fishmonger. Uh, yeah. That's I do want to say this one lines up perfectly with that Daredevil episode of Psych. That's like right. Just right on the Down list. the jumping motorcycles one. Yeah. How did we say for the buddies one? We were like trying I to I think it, it was out. the clue. That's the one where they spend the time with the band. But uh, I feel like we already used one. American duos, right? Yeah. It wasn't clue because I was like. That doesn't quite fit. That doesn't seem right. Oh, no. Uh, we'll figure it out. We have to figure uh, it out on air. The listeners demand right. it. No one cares about this bit that we do. All right, everybody. Anyway, good work, everyone. Yeah. I'm going to go eat some chocolate cake and watch Princess Diaries 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, no regrets. Uh, I'm proud of us. I feel like we yeah. did great. And you know good what? Stuff. For a re-record, I feel like our energy was still pretty good. Yeah, we did fabulous. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Well, well uh, bye, everyone. Bye.